I'm going a little bit ahead because it's been uh, kind of a a, a ten day a ten day um, blissful blissful marathon, and I still even have people here and in my Ilavarshani. You want to know what name I wanted to give my place? The Govardhan Hilton. <laughs> I'm good at branding, right? You you, you use me, right? <laughs> but, and, uh, you know, we have my Haridasvarya deity, the big Govardhan Sheila. We have Mongol Artik. And during our, our festival here, small festival, about eight to ten people, tight-knit, great group, um, we had great prasad three times a day. We had a, 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 an Arian cook from Puri, but as expert as you come. And, and uh, we had every evening two and a half hour program. First day, Jai Jagannath, a lot of kirtan, and uh, the same people that did kirtan in Puri, Akinchana Krishna, and these three pure devotee, Kirtaniers, humble. They came the second day, Brother Bihari. The third day came, and that was really nice. He spoke on, and they each had to occupy two and a half hours with, with Kirtan and talk, and people were, Brother Bihari spoke on conflict resolution, and the conflict resolution based on the Bhagavatam, or the principle of, and it was really deep, it's assumption. And, you know, he was discussing it. You can think of the Bhagavatam, how many times offenses were committed because people assume something and how you deal with that. It was really good for Vaishnava. And my good friend Radha Charan came um, and spoke on the history of pilgrimage around the world. And then the last day, which turned out not to be the last day because the people just can't leave. And I don't mind that they stay. <laughs> the last day we spoke on, uh, I spoke and started giving class morning and evening. Actually, today, this will be my third class. This different devotees are leaving and wanted a class before they leave. And that was really nice. And uh, I had really one very... Um, humble and very advanced Vaishnav, somehow kind of not so hidden in Russia, but in an international community. And I know him for a long, long time. And he, he practically built the TOVP, but he's very, very deep. Very, very deep. And, and the point he shared with us was very relevant. We went to <clears throat> Barsana, and you know, I'm the person who's wrote the article, I Hate Country Walks. I'm sitting in my, my zero-gravity chair next to my bed, which is my desk. The other side is the bookcase. And I generally don't want to move from here. I just don't like going out. I never did, not even as a carpenter. I, I never really liked to move. Uh, um, I'm still, I 
got to use the language. Even when I wasn't a devotee, <laughs> it's better, sounds better. Um, but it was so blissful going to Barsana that we first went to Chiksoli. Chiksoli is the village of Chitradevi, one of the Astakasakis, who has Radharani's artistic qualities manifest. And she's the one that drew the painting of Krishna. When Radharani saw that painting, she said, you know, I had a reputation of being chased. Now I'm doomed because I'm attracted to three men. Because she saw Krishna. Then she heard the flute and she became attracted to that man. And then she saw the picture and she became attracted to that person. And she didn't realize it was the same person. And and somehow, you know, so I asked Sabyasachi to speak, and he's very deep realizations on practicing Krishna consciousness, and he won't speak unless he's inspired. It's got to come from the heart. And uh, a constant theme came for him, but what he wanted to describe, which I think is very practical to all of us, and I've always thought about this, is that um, the, the, the basically rasa vaisaha the ultimate reality is an exchange of love uh, just as Prabhupada said he said he had a German god brother who was very intelligent and this German god brother came to this German godbrother came to India and he was looking for God. You know, people are on that journey home, you know, search for God. <clears throat> and he was looking for God and he saw all these forms. So he saw Kali, you know, Durga with the pitchfork and the lion and Lord Shiva with the snakes and the, you know, and then he saw Govinda playing the flute. And he said that, um, That must be God because God must be enjoying. What's the use of being the supreme controller if you're not the supreme enjoyer? What is what is control for? Control for is for pleasure. No one tries to control to be miserable. They try to control to have pleasure. But there's an ontological pleasure of love of Godhead. There's God and his pleasure. And that pleasure is an exchange of love. And therefore, because God is Advayam Gyan, there's nothing outside of the consciousness of God. Therefore, within, therefore, with, with within God, there must be something outside of God for the exchange of love. And that's the living entities <laughs> and his shaktis which are manifest like Radha. So Radha is that love because the essence of pleasure is Krishna Prem and she and the highest Krishna Prem is Mahabhav and she's Mahabhav Sarup. She's the form of that love. So our purpose is to be receptacles. It's called a Shraya. And any love, there must be Vishaya, an object of love, an ashraya, a, a receptacle of love, or or a beloved and a lover. So Krishna is the beloved, the devotees are the lover. 
and that's the ultimate reality. And therefore, our, our purpose is to be those receptacles. And he made some other nice points about that. And, and, and to be filled with what? To love. And what is love? It's Radha. So devotion really means bringing, in one sense, Radha to Krishna. But then he described, it doesn't really matter what your cup is. Kiba vipa, kiba nasi, seno kena sutra hoi, ye Krishna veta tattva se guru hoi. Doesn't matter, kiba vipa, brahman, kiba vipa, kiba nasi, a sanyasi, sutra kena hoi, whether you're a sadhya. If ye Krishna tattva veda, if you realize God, satkarma, nipano, Vipro, Mantra, Tantra, Visharada, Avaishnava, Guru Nisat, Swapacho, Guru Nisat, Sadkarma, knowing all the rituals, Nipano expertly, Sadkarma, Nipano, Vipro, you're a Brahmin that knows all these, Mantra, you know Mantra, Tantra, Visharada, you can execute those, Avaishnava, if you're not Avaishnava, and Vaishnava means humble. Because it's a Vaishnava, one who recognized the supremacy of the absolute reality. A Vaishnava, a Guru Nisyat. If you're not a Vaishnava, you can't be a Guru. A Vaishnava, a Vaishnava a a Guru Nisyat, Swapacho, Guru. That, but if you're even a family of dog eaters, so he said, you can be a Guru, you can be, if you're a Vaishnava, Swapacho Guru. If you're a Vaishnava, you're humble. So the idea is, is where this pot, and he, he described, and it's a very good analogy. Let's say you're feeding, you know, you're the servant of a king, right? And you bring him, you know, gold plates, but, but it's all filled with boiled sabji. But let's say you bring him a paper plate, but it's with the cooking of seisha in Puri, or this jagannath we had here, or just say offering a cup. You know, you offer a cup with Jaljira. You know what Jaljira is? If you're not Indian, you will not drink this. <laughs> Jaljira is spiced water that they sell in India in clear, which has a lot of sulfur in it. <laughs> you really have to be an Indiophile to like Jaljira. But what if you make some like incredible, what is that called? Uh, pandai, crushed almonds and milk and spices. You know, so it, even if the cup's not good, but if it has the substance, the person would drink it. And even if the cup is really, but it doesn't have the substance, they won't. So he described that even though we may not be qualified externally, if we make our hearts receptacle, of course, you've got to clean your heart, cheto, darpa, and marginal. And you can attract Radha's love and, 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 and devotion and offer it to Krishna. Then Krishna will drink that cup. In other words, his lips go to you. <laughs> you touch God. So after he told that, and the idea was we're in Barsana, which is the abode of love. So we're in Barsana, which is the abode of love. And... Second here, we're in Barsana, which is 
I have a new program that's just absolutely fantastic for getting class. When, you know, you're in Barsana, so that's our job is to get that love. And where do you get that love? You get it from the hearts of devotees. So after he gave the class, there was this person, this beautiful temple of, of Chitra Devi, Radha Krishna, Chitra Devi, Tunga Vidya. It, it, so the, it, it's really a newly built temple on an old temple they destroyed and built it. It's, it's beautiful. We did kirtan there. And uh, what was really um, what was really nice there that there was one man there that kind of lives there. He's kind of a, an engineering professor. And he just started to tell us Krishna Leela. And at that moment, feeling so receptive by doing Harinam, you just felt that your heart's being filled up with that love. And then we went further on Prikram. We started going on the Barsana Prikram. And we decided to walk up to Mwakutir, which is one of the four hills, because it's Brahma Parvat, it's Lord Brahma. So one of the hills. It's And it, it's so exotic to live on this hill because they have all these little houses on the side you go in and there's so many rooms so this i was looking for this little pathway to go before we went up to the temple of morkutir and the, the pajari was there and he invited us in and we kind of went into his house and rooms and and then we went to his his temple room where you've got a veranda you get a view of all barsana and then he has these shilas of the different yugas. There's a white shila for Satya Yuga and a red for Treta Yuga and a black for Kali Yuga. And evidently these shilas come from the different yugas. Kind of, And he had the feet of Krishna and Radha and Krishna and Govardhan and he started telling us the story. And he wouldn't let me go. And then he started giving all kinds of pasad, including cake. I don't know, we got a piece of this cake. But and, and, you know, we just felt so filled. And then we went up to, to uh, Morkutir. And every place, we read the story of the place. And then we walked to the main temple. And then we stopped at this place, Dangar. And this Bajari and his wife were so charming. And he started to speak. And it was even more beautiful that it was in broken English. <laughs> you know? Because you have to really pay attention. You get the bob. At the end of the story, and this picture will never be revealed to the world, I have the names of everyone who took it, and I will investigate it. But what happened was, is that the, I, I brought, specifically brought three 500 rupee notes that I wanted to donate to different, you know, temples that are doing nice service. So we went to this one temple, this Dangar, and it was such a charming vision. He went and told this whole story about Krishna. And at the end, and it didn't even seem offensive, he said, I have some cloth here from, from you know, Radha Krishna. You know, if you give a donation of 500 rupees, you get the cloth. So he gave me the cloth, and I kept on opening it. And it was a huge sorry. <laughs>
So I just wrap myself around. <laughs> just, you know, wrap the cloth around me from the deities. Anyway, but the point was, we felt that, that this is how you fill your heart with love. With devotees who have that love and you hear about it. And it's really energizing and it's very important to the chanting of the holy name to hear about Krishna. Prabhupada said, we read Krishna book every day, we become happy. He told that to my god brother Vishal. And it's really important. And I, I'm, you know, been over 50 years. This is my 54th year. And just being here on Kurikram and going out to these places and hearing and associating with devotees and Basically, you know, my, I'm, I, my programs are chill. I don't like board, but you know, everybody was participating. And in the morning, I think we had every day we had Japa and then Kirtan, and then we had Pasad here, and then out early, and then back by one or two o'clock. And that's what Brihad Bhagavatam Rita is. It's meant to fill your heart with love by hearing all these different devotees, and especially hearing the heart of Narada Muni in his search. And then you hear the heart of all these other devotees, and you listen. And it's really the purpose of hearing this Rasa Shastra. So in this story, Narada is now glorifying the Pandavas. Everyone, I just checked everyone who's there. You've all been with me. I don't have to repeat it. So Narada is searching, and Pallad has pointed him towards the Pandavas because he's looking for the topmost recipient of Krishna's love, and they appear to have the most mercy so far because their love is so forceful and intimate that it just controls Krishna. Whereas Krishna falls in love with them so much that Krishna just wants to serve them. And that's why you glorify, controlled by me, controlled by me. It's... It, it's not an ego thing. It's, it means God, God is accepting the force of my love. And therefore, as one surrenders to me, I reward, reward accordingly. So, it's, so what happens is, first what he's going to do, Narada, when he's going to the Pandavas, after Prahlad said, no, it was Hanuman, excuse me, who said, I, I serve, but I don't serve to this level of intimacy. And what, what, what he does now is, is he, he's been glorifying Krishna because Krishna's Akila Rasamrita Murti, he's the full embodiment of love, he's the full expression of relationships. Other, other, you you can't have intimacy with other forms of God. So he's, he's explaining that the astonishment of 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 God in relation to the Pandav is just revealing his his friendship, his camaraderie, and the force of that intimacy, which is one of the main themes of the Brihad Bhagavatamrita in both books, there's two different books and two different stories that it's promoting and presenting to the world, and Narpita Chirim Chirat, 
what has never given before, Swabhakti Swim, God's own love of himself, which is manifest in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the most intimate, he's giving that. So, and to understand that, you have to understand that this intimacy with God, this intimacy with God is the highest manifestation of God's being. So in text 26, Apurvatvena tasyaiva yo vismaya vidayaka tata lila guna prema mahima keli bhur api. So he's summing it up now. Those unprecedented, unprecedented attractive features of Krishna leave one struck with amazing. So what, what, what strikes one with uh, amazement? The, the intimacy in which Krishna reveals himself, he doesn't stay distant. And he's therefore more beautiful because he has more love. So also do his pastimes, his qualities, his pure love, his glorious virtues, and the places where he sports. Because they're all represent, representative of God's full revelation of his being in love. So it's very extraordinary. And he's telling the Pandavas, you have this. How wonderful is that? Purport, everything about Krishna is attractive, not only his physical beauty, everything he does is playful and full of variety. His virtues like compassion are perfect and unlimited. And he loves his devotees unconditionally as they love him. He exhibits all the traits of noble character, like concern for unfortunate persons and submission to a desire of his devotees. Srivandavan Forest and his other pleasure grounds also attract the hearts of all who enter. The Pandavas, who Narada has addressed as Krishna's brothers, have certainly realized these truths. Therefore, most unfortunate. When I give class, I could also see myself. And uh, I realize my beard is getting longer. And it's not that I like growing a beard. I just haven't shaved for a while because there was really no time. Like, I don't get up and I'll raise her. I, I don't even, I can't understand why people do it, but I know they should. <laughs> I've just got used to this over the year that I just shave when it gets longer. So it it, it, it you know it goes it goes from different stages, my, my beard. And maybe only one person listening to this will understand the ultimate stage. Well, the first stage is just kind of gruffy cool. Now it's kind of like Narayamar Sadhu. And then the final stage, which come in a few days, and I'm gonna to shave tomorrow is Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> when I grew up, Ted Kaczynski, it was the mad bomber, kept on blowing up Con Ed places. And they were looking for this guy. Then they finally found, I don't know why I still remember his name, Ted Kaczynski, the mad bomber. They were looking for him. So that's when you, you know, you're in the, you know, you're, you're kind of like in a shed in Montana and the hair is coming out like this. So now it's almost to the Ted Kaczynski stage. So 
I'll shave tomorrow. Because now the, the retreat is kind of over, you know. Otherwise, every day going out. And also it was cold. So I didn't want to go out and shave in the cold. That was the other thing, you know. Now the sun is out. I saw the sun out today. I think I can get can get start getting some vitamin D. Manye tra vatarishyanda swayam evam ashau yadi tatasya bhagavat taiva bhavishyat prakata nahi. I think that he had not descended if he had not, if that had. I think that had he not descended in his own original form, the world would never have known his true identity as the personality of Godhead. Krishna means God at home. Swayam Bhagavan means God when he can be himself. You never really know a person unless they let you into their home intimately. So he wouldn't be known unless his home descended. And, and, and he, he and, and when you're at home, there's no necessarily reverence. Not, you know, you can be yourself at least. You can have a friend, a lover like this, um, a parent, a child. There's more revelation of of person. Purport, there is a logical dilemma in this description. If the Supreme Lord's superlative charm did not exist before Krishna's appearance, that charm would not be eternal. If it did exist, then Krishna would not be superior to other forms of Godhead. This apparent contradiction, however, is easily resolved. Before Krishna appeared in Mathura 5,000 years ago, his eternal, complete attractiveness had not been seen in this world for a very long time. It had been forgotten even by the Vedic sages and demigods. Thus, without the advent of Krishna himself, no one would have any idea of his, the extent of his perpetual glories. Well, the analogy is given as very, like, like the sun. It appears on the horizon. But simultaneously, the sun is simultaneously in all phases of time. So this is a good analogy. From our reality, the sun is rising at six o'clock. But another place in the world, it's seven. Another place in the world, it's eight. Another place, it's midnight. So that's the same thing. Yes, from our perspective, never before a long time. But eternally, he's in all phases of time. And it's really hard for us to comprehend that. That for us, time is absolute. Time is absolute. But time is a manifestation of God. So time, is, is, is God is not subject. God is not, that's why I like this C2. God is not subject to time. Idanim paramam kashtam prapta bhutsarvatas bhuta vishishta mahimashreni madhuri chitra 
Tachita. Now his identity as God has been shown, for he has appeared in all his splendor, adorned with his unique qualities and the varied wonders of his charming sweetness. Madhuri Chitrita Achit, he's marked by varieties of sweetness. He's marked by varieties of sweetness, yes. Krishna, there's one God, but he can manifest in different ways. And in that manifestation of different ways, he can manifest as different persons, although it's one person. So for us, we can be a parent, we can be a child, we can be a lover, we can be a friend. So for us, it's the same person manifests. So for Krishna, when he's a friend, then he's he's a you know he's six to ten, and when he's and when he's God, then he's reverential and he manifests many arms, and then he says, you know, uh, what is that verse? There's unlimited manifestations of God. Uh, but Krishna means when God is fully manifest. And when he's fully manifest, he manifests his intimate side. And therefore, he has four qualities mentioned in the Bhakti Rasa Mrita Sindhu that no other manifestation of God manifests. Prema Madhurya, a variety of loving relationships. Because when you're when you're majestic, there's only servitude. There's no friendship. There's no parental, there's no child, you know, like this. Lila Madhurya, and therefore there's a variety of pastimes. When you're majestic, it's restricted to, you know, rum, bum, 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 da, da, you know, it's like that, but not rasa, lila, muck and chore, muck and chore, stealing the butter, Um, and then there's Rupa Madhurya because there's a full manifestation of love there's more beauty and Venu Madhurya he's not inhibited to express his heart through music through his flute you don't when you're majestic you just don't get down on the saxophone and start to like you know you, you don't like do the blues and you know you gotta you know dun, 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 you know it's no intimacy as long as Krishna stayed on earth everyone could see his supreme greatness and charm Krishna is the eternal source of all incarnations but because for 125 years his full gl glories rarely seen were manifest on earth Krishna is also considered a special incarnation the way that transcends ordinary logic, the extremes of divine opulence and simple charm are simultaneously visible in Krishna. Krishnasya karunya katastudure tasya prashaso patanigrahopi kamsadaya kalaya putanadya 
We speak of Krishna's kindness, but even the punishments he mets out are worthy of praise. To this, there have been many witnesses, including Kamsa, Kaliya, Putna, and in the more distant past, Bali and others. So I'm a long purport, but basic idea is when Krishna kills the demons, they have to meditate on him. And he's so beautiful that they become liberated. And no other incarnation has that force, that in enmity, you become liberated. It doesn't have that force. This was explained before. So again, he's talking to the Pandavas. Look who is manifest to you. That manifestation of God, that full manifestation of God. Now, Pricksha's talking to his mother the whole story. So now we're back to Marge Prickett on the last day of his life where he's summarizing the Bhagavatam, which is the Briya Bhagavatamrita to his mother. See Pariksha Uva Cha. Iti Pagayam Rasanam Munir Nijam Ashikshayam Madhava Kirti Lampatam Aho Pravistasi Mahatva Varnane Prabhur Apitaswa Pradar Vidasyatam. Anyway, now so Sri Prikshit said, <clears throat> while singing enthusiastically in this way, the sage instructed his own tongue, which was greedy to chant the glories of Lord Madhava. So Narada is just, this is Bhav, Premonada, madness of praying, filled with love. Narada is just, he's, you're going to see, sometimes when he comes to a place, they can't even recognize him. He's just so overcome with love. So then he starts instructing his tongue, oh, you who are too busy about the greatness of our master. To stop that tongue, he then sieves it with his teeth. In jest, Narada chastises his tongue for misbehaving. It's just a sweet, rasic, devotional way. Stop glorifying <laughs> tongue. <clears throat> In jest, Narada chastises his tongue for misbehaving. His tongue was sincerely relishing the pleasure of glorifying the moon born from the ocean of the modern dynasty. But there was little hope to accomplish much by this attempt. Brahma with his four tongues and Ananta with his thousands had failed to fully describe the glories of Sri Madhava. How then could Narada's one insignificant tongue be so impotent as to try? What do you, you give up? You can't glorify Krishna. Rasane te mahad bhagyam ihatam kinchit uchar uchara yai vaisham Dear tongue, he then acknowledged, this effort of yours attests to your great fortune. As far as you are able, just go on, speak something about these beloved devotees of Krishna. So now he's saying, now tongue, you glorified the object of their love and how fortunate they are to be 
with Krishna, who's manifesting his intimacy. Now, O oh tongue, just go on and, 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 and attest to your fortune and just go on speaking something about these devotees who have this relationship with Krishna. Purport, to avoid discouraging his tongue, Narada gave it some practical advice. If you cannot adequately place Krishna, then at least try to praise his devotees. If you cannot describe the devotees' transcendental glories, then simply describe their activities. If you cannot describe everything about their activities, then just describe something. If you cannot speak with full realization, speak anyway. The attempt to say something will be all auspicious. Just like when um, who is it? Varian Asha Te Prashna Kritaloka Hitam Dapa Sukadeva Goswami and Marge Prickett, Vriyan Asha Te Prashna, your question itself is glorious. Vriyan Asha Te Prashna, Kritaloki Tanipa, Hitta, it's welfare for everyone. Just, just the question. <laughs> so he's saying, just say something, even a question, and it's auspicious. Nada proposes to his tongue, you would do better to glorify the Lord's devotee than glorify the Lord, end quote. Although the greatness of the devotees is ultimately indescribable, the Lord's greatness has no beginning or end, defeats all attempts at analysis and classification, and cannot be fully understood even by Lord himself. To Narada, however, the Lord's devotees appear similar to human beings. He has seen them so his tongue should be able to describe their deeds. If his tongue offends the devotees by making false statements about them, or by distorting accounts of their activities, the devotees will easily overlook those mistakes because devotees are always compassionate to unfortunate persons. Therefore, Narada recommends glorifying the Vaishnavas as the best engagement of the tongue. Srinarda Uvacha Mahanubhava Babatam Tutasmin Patiswakamya Priyata Vishesha Bhavatsu Tasyapi Kripa Vishesho Trishtena Dieta Sakena Jivam Srinarda continued, O greatly saintly Pandavas, is anyone bold enough to let his tongue describe the unique love for Krishna that each of you has or the special mercy bestows upon you? So now it's just going to be a description as Narada is joking with his tongue. Now it's just going to be a description. Uh, we'll do one or two more verses. It's just going to be a description of the Pandavas. Feeling himself unfit, Purport Narda indicates that only a shameless person would dare attempt to elaborate on the greatness of each of the Pandavas. 
But Narada cannot stop because his tongue is reluctant to speak about anything else and refuses to remain silent. Your mother, Pritta, once heard from the mouth of Akura a single statement by Krishna, sweet with affection and meant to console her. As soon as she heard it, she plunged into a sift swiftly flowing current of prame. I see we're coming to an end today. Two more verses. Purport, on one occasion in Matara, as recounted in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna asked Akrura to visit the Pandavas to see how they were withstanding the Ottomans' harassment. Krishna told Akrura, you are indeed the best of our friends, so please go to Hastinapur as the well-wisher of the Pandavas. Find out how they are doing. During this visit, the Pandava's mother, Pritta, that's Kunti, met with Akrura because Akrura is a pure Vaishnava. The very first words she heard him speak kindled in her heart the ecstasies of love for Krishna. So we have to become sensitive in that way. Sensitive means easily moved by objects of devotion. Turn on all the lights on the top. I need more light here. Let there be light. Now I see everyone. I wonder, I was trying to, now I can see everyone. Um, she often lamented with poignant words that could shatter the heart of anyone who heard them. And she bore the burden of love for all of you, staying tied to you because you are very dear to Lord Krishna. Last purport, then I'll we'll open for Mother Pritta fully trusted Krishna's protection because she was a surrendered devotee. Her complaints and expression of anxiety did not arise from a material contaminated consciousness, but rather were her own special symptoms of ecstasy. She did not hesitate to open her heart directly to Krishna as she did during the reunion in Kurukshetra. Krishna, Krishna, Mahayogin. Krishna, Krishna, oh great yogi, oh supreme soul and protector of the universe. Oh Govinda, please protect me who have surrendered to you. I and my sons are being overwhelmed by trouble. For persons fearful of death and rebirth, I have no other shelter than your liberating lotus feet for you, the Supreme Lord. Naturally, for a pure devotee of Krishna, Krishna wanted to give all her love to him forgetting material attachments to family and everything else. But because her sons were also exclusive devotees of Krishna, she maintained her affection for them. So now let's... Um, Jaya and then it's Gail here today. I don't see her here today. That's strange. Mm -hmm. Um, Jaya, yeah, what point did you like today? Hey, Krishna Raj, thank you for class. I really, I love that image of Narada talking to his tongue. <laughs> I really love that, that image of, hey, everybody, hey, Krishna. <laughs> um, I love the image of like, like joking and talking with his tongue and say, talk about Krishna. If you can't talk about Krishna, talk about the devotees. You can't talk about the devotees. Talk about their actions. Just say something. I was just reading, you know, Bhagavad Gita 17, 
15, you know, the austerities of speech. And it talks about all the wonderful things. And it, you know, the last one is always speaking um, Vedic uh, Shastra. And so I was just really relating how Radha Muni is doing that. If I can't talk about Christian, let me talk about his devotees, but always keep my tongue in service. Because like you always say, Mirage, if you talk um, Pajalpa, eventually you're going to talk, you're going to commit an offense. So I was just thinking Narana Muni's doing a really wise thing. He always keeps it high. So that's always drawing that out today. Yeah, that that's really just, um, yeah, it's so important to keep the tongue engaged in Krishna's service. Thank you. That's nice. Dilavarshana, how old is your daughter? We had a five and a half year old girl here who sat quietly through every class but for two never disturbed one class sat quietly for like two weeks <laughs> completely I've never unprecedented right completely quietly she just amazing. Anybody else like to say hello or share something? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Krishnamrita. Thank you so much for the class. It was really wonderful. I love very much that we must attract Radha's love to bring it to Krishna. <laughs> Thank you. That's a, that's a great point. That's by Sabhyasachi. He's special. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much. Great to see you. I, I love this. Uh, I don't. I don't think you actually retired. You retired from the university, but not from work, because when you're an editor, there's unlimited things that people pile on the desk. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's such a blissful service, you know. I, I once visited Narayan Marj early in the morning and he was writing. You know, he wasn't always right, but he was writing. And he looked at me and he said, this is such a good Krishna Anushilanam. You know, that's the, the, the prime characteristics of devotional service is Anukulyena Krishna Anu. We do favorable for Krishna. Anukulyena Krishna Anu Shilanam Bhakta with our activities. We're absorbed in Krishna. And there's nothing like speaking, because, you know, you're speaking and your mind is like thinking of the thoughts. It's complete absorption. And writing. Although writing with me sometimes, I get, you get stuck. <laughs> and you really have to have a lot of power to just keep the concentration on the page, you know, and pray to Krishna that the puzzle is broken. Anyway, you know more than me, but very well. <laughs> Great to see you, though. Thank you. Okay. okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. Yabat Sundari. Oh, we went to Yabat. Have I ever taken you to Yabat? Yes. Yes, you oh, did. I did, Before. I remember. It was so great. Yeah, last time. Yeah. All right, yeah, right. We'll go again someday. Anybody else? Thank you. Okay, I'm looking down the list. 
of all the people that came today. Sri Rupa is there. Lagima and Jai Subhadra missed you so much. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to end for today.